Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to this special edition of the Parting Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We had breaking news on Monday as another shoe dropped in the Capital Region with regards to the college fall sports season. Union College announced that it was canceling its fall sports season due to the coronavirus pandemic. Union became the second area school to scrap the fall sports season, joining RPI, which made its announcement June 30th. About a week after that, the Liberty League, the conference that Union and RPI play in for its Division III sports, announced that its fall sports season would start no earlier than September 26th. So why did Union make this decision? Union held a late Monday afternoon press conference to talk about its decision. Athletic Director Jim McLaughlin, football coach Jeff Behrman, and field hockey coach Kelly Harchitz were at the press conference. First up is Jim McLaughlin. Obviously, we shared some news today about our fall athletics programs and uh, had a call this morning with uh, all of our student-athletes to share with them that uh, we made the decision to cancel fall sport competition for this upcoming season. We did this out of an abundance of caution. We did this for our campus community. We did this for the health, safety, wellness of everyone involved. Uh, our number one goal, our number one priority is to get students back here, and I think we've got a great plan with Union where you are, with exciting opportunities to give students choices about remote learning or experiential learning or even back on campus here, and we look forward to bringing them back. As we look at intercollegiate athletics uh, and we look at what's going on with this virus, you know, the best practices are social distancing, uh, face coverings, limited travel, uh, limited visitors to campus, all things that uh, go that athletics goes against, and we felt it was in the best interest of our entire campus community to cancel for this upcoming season, so that we don't see infections and different things like that, and we get through this term safely. How, how much do, with the virus really getting out of control in almost 40 states right now? Was that a factor in your decision? So we, we, Ken, we've been talking about this for a while now. We, we arrived at a decision at the end of last week. You know, the, the uptick in cases obviously didn't help anything, but I think it just continues to go back to the fact that we're going to have a set of expectations for our entire campus community that is going to be these face masks, is going to be distance, uh, limited travel, and, you know, to compete in field hockey, football, soccer, you can't do that. So we want to abide by the campus policies. Did RPI's decision kind of factor into yours? It didn't. We were on our own uh, we were on our own route in assessing the same things, uh, talking about the same things. We ended up having similar concerns and a similar decision as well too. This is kind of far down the road, but yeah. is there any chance in some of the fall sports maybe uh, trying to create a spring schedule with ones that don't have it already? Yeah, so we, we've we've already begun discussions on that. It really preliminary, right? We, we just uh, finalized this at the end of last week, so uh, we're going to look into it. Uh, you know, as, as we look each and every day, you're seeing more and more schools cancel, so there's going to be more and more schools available. Uh, it has its challenges, there's no doubt about it, but we'll do anything we can to be able to put that in place 
for our students. How would that work with the, with the spring sports in conjunction with that? So, you know, we, we'd have to look at adjusted practice times. We may not be able to get out there for the two hours that we normally do um, and just work together and cooperate and work really, really hard for the support staff. It'd be challenging, Ken, but I, I think we could achieve something. What was the reaction of the student athletes when you told So it, it's, it's disappointing when you have to do this stuff by Zoom, right? Uh, I would have much rather to have been in a room with them, to talk with them and hear them out. I know that our coaches, and you'll hear from a couple of them, they had the, the follow-up meetings with the students where they really shared their feelings. Uh, it's, it, it was hard making that call, Ken. It's, um, they, you know, I know how hard they worked. I know what my seasons meant to me here coming back, and uh, I know how hard that they take this. What about hockey? So, so, so um, you know, our focus was the fall in looking to make decisions there, given that those students were planning on coming back in about three and a half weeks. So we'll now turn our attention to the winter to, to see how we – proceed there um, you know obviously we got some news with ECAC schools of the Ivies that uh, have canceled all competition in the fall uh, we have some of those teams scheduled so we have a conference call scheduled tomorrow with all of the administrators to talk about the best plan moving forward and I can say so my my personal feeling is that the league is going to take priority so we've got to make adjustments in order to uh, be a league operate as a league and get the league schedule in all scholarships being granted. Talk to me a little bit about scholarships and so forth moving forward. So we don't have athletic scholarships here at Union. Uh, so it's all need-based financial aid, and obviously it's uh, on demonstrated family needs. So Union does a terrific job of supporting our students, so all of those things will stay in place. Liberty League was looking at September, September 26th start date. Yeah. Uh, why, why now? Why this decision now? Could, could you have waited maybe a couple more weeks? So uh, we could have, but it, we thought it was in the best interest of our students to make this decision. So uh, under our plan, we've asked our students to identify which option they're going to choose by the end of this week. So we wanted to give them the picture of exactly what the fall was going to look like so they knew what they were choosing and what they were coming back to. So the Liberty League created a set of guidelines that um, you know, gave, gave schools an opportunity to, safe, to play in a safer manner, less games, less travel, different things like that but it was still an institutional decision and this is where we arrived are you guys like acting under the premise that the athletes uh, in fall will be given uh, sort of a blanket waiver of eligibility yeah they will so so even if they don't compete they, they autom are, are automatically granted a waiver so yes we're operating under that assumption yeah. the union field hockey team was six and ten last season including two and five in the liberty league kelly harches was set to begin her ninth season as head coach here is what she had to say. Well, this might be a possibility. I mean, how, how long ago did you start thinking, oh, well, you know, we might be in trouble as far as having a fall season? Great question. I, I think it's been a roller coaster ride for a few months now um, where there have been days where I thought this was an absolute possibility to happen to those where I thought there was no possible way um, that it would happen. But I didn't know for sure until within the last week. How disappointed are you with this? I mean, what? The way mm -hmm. things have turned out, because obviously you were looking forward to a season, and now nothing. Yeah, I couldn't be more supportive of the decision. I understand that it's the right one to be made, and. Um 
devastating is an understatement. Um, I, my heart breaks for our student athletes, but at the end of the day, it's the right decision as the health, safety, and well-being of not only our students, the student athletes, um, but our entire campus community is of utmost importance, our top priority. So I understand the decision that needs to be made, but it's, we're grieving. We're, this is a loss. How much, uh, do we still be able to do any training at all with the athletes uh, during the fall? Absolutely, absolutely. So we still intend on practicing. We still intend on keeping our family together and doing as much as we can within the safety guidelines that are allotted to us. What about possibility of a spring season? Would you like to see that happen? I've heard that's up in the air, that that is a possibility. I would love to see that happen. Anything that gets us on the field and playing again, as long as it's safe enough to do so, I am all before. Kelly, when you're still going to be practicing in the fall, is that a hard sell to these athletes that you're practicing seemingly for months with no competition, no scoreboard lit, no record set, no achievements, no first goals, no last goal? How hard is that? Was, this, was that? How was that conversation today on Zoom and how do you anticipate it in the fall? You know what, a year ago, I would have had a completely different answer for you, but we just finished five weeks of a spring season virtually that we had a Zoom back in March when this all started, and, and our spring season starts on April 26th. With uh, On March 13th, I thought for sure we would be back and have a spring season by April 26th, and as that date approached, it became more and more clear that that was not going to happen, and we made the decision to have our five weeks of a spring season virtually, and I when I first introduced that over Zoom to my team, you could see the look of fear. You can see that look of uncertainty, exactly what you're talking about, a hard sell. Um, but then it's, it's the fear of the unknown that really got them the most. And then when we actually had that five weeks of virtual, we had a blast. We had a great time where we had challenges that they competed um, you know, within each other in small groups. And so what, what I was talking to them on today's Zoom was, how resilient they've been. They've been through this in a way, you know, in the spring where we had that initial fear factor, we had that initial fear of the unknown, and then the end of the year talks of how much fun that spring season was. We would love to be together in person. It wasn't possible, and we made the best of an unfortunate situation and had a lot of fun playing the sport we love in two yards of space over a, a laptop. So to imagine being able to be together back on the field that we, are, we love so much and, and love playing the sport together, um, we've been through it in a way in the spring that has prepared us to, to be excited about it, not only to come back and, okay, we'll get through it, but no, we're actually going to thrive in this and, and have as much fun. There is nothing that competes with competing. I, we're, we're competitors. We are athletes. Um, you know, us coaches still have it in us, but, you know, the, the student athletes themselves, sure, there's nothing that exactly compares to competing, but we love this game. We love our family of the Union Field Hockey team, um, and, and we're going to have a blast with whatever we're allowed to be safe and well doing. Did your players, when the announcement came out, today where they resigned to the fact that this was an inevitable, inevitable action? I think there's the, the initial shock of the official um, statement coming out where it's I think everybody saw it coming and and but you didn't want to believe it you know now that it's official you, you have that grieving period where this is real now again do we question the decision not for a second do we support the decision a hundred percent but it's hard. It's hard to realize that things are going to change, um, and that's okay. So we want to make sure that they knew that that's okay to feel it. And I, I don't think anybody was um, angry at the decision. There's no way to be angry 
at, but but everybody's upset. The amount of tears in the room, you know, words did not need to be spoken to know what was being felt in that moment. Um, but again, it, we're, we're trying to look at the positives. We always talk about controlling the controllables, and this one is far beyond us. It's way beyond union. Um, and even though many teams are still putting plans in place to play, I have a really hard time believing that competition is going to happen at all in the fall. So I, I think they understand that as well. The telling the news? Or it wasn't the entire roster. Uh, probably about 80% of the guys were on Zoom uh, today at noon. Uh, the other guys had reached out to me last night. Uh, they were working and, and had other obligations. That I'll connect with them later today. How disappointing was it, especially you don't get a chance to uh, defend the Liberty League title? Hey, it's certainly di- disappointing. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'd be crazy not to say it's disappointing, but you know, as you've heard from from others, it was the responsible and the right thing to do. Um, this is much bigger than sport. Uh, it is uh, it is about the safety, health, and well being of our campus community, and um, you know that's what makes Union so special. It is a campus community, uh, so we have to make sure we're doing the right things here. How the players take it in? Uh, I think initial shock. I think, uh, as Kelly said earlier, I think they realized it was it was coming. But you know, and, until even though you know something's probably going to happen, you still when you hear it for real, it, I think it sinks in a little bit more. But uh, honestly, it quickly shifted to okay, what do we do now? You know, what, what's the next step? What do we do? Um, as I talk to them all the time, you know, you got to control what you're in control of, control the controllables, and this is something certainly that, that none of us are in control of right now. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's step back and, and uh, take a look at, at what our next steps are going to be. So um, I've already had multiple conversations with parents and, and other coaches just to, uh, just to make the best decisions moving forward. How does the opportunity arise? Uh, how feasible would a uh, spring season be? Uh, you know, those are so they're very early conversations, conversations that I have not been a part of yet. So, you know, that's still on the administrative level. Um, look, if they tell me we're having a spring spring season, we're we're going to be ready to go. That's the bottom line. That's what I was hired here to do is just to prepare a football team and make sure that they're ready for for competition whenever that is. If it's fall, if it's spring, that's what it is. Well, how does it affect recruiting? If the players get an extra year of eligibility, what does it do recruiting-wise uh, down the road? Well, they, they get the extra year of eligibility, but not all of them will use it. Um, it depends. Everyone is, is going to be able to or is going to have to make an individual decision based on their individual families as to whether or not they want to want to play their, their full year of eligibility out. Um, you know, it's too early to tell, you know, uh, but recruiting will be, uh, as we always have, we're going to go out and, and uh, identify uh, the best and the brightest uh, that fit Union College, and and that's what we'll do. Right now, you're in a dark period. Right? No, I mean Division Three. You can uh, you you're, we're continuing to recruit right now. There's no dead periods in Division Three. So you know the the virtual meetings with with uh, recruits and their families and, and phone calls are, are ongoing. Does football, in particular, just because of the nature of the sport, present a greater challenge to pull off under you know all the health? Yeah, I, I think I, Jim stated it earlier. I mean. You know, what, what are they saying? The number one things you have to do is socially distance and wear a mask. You can't do that and play football. So, and, and, you, and don't be in large gatherings. So, um, so I think it's, 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 it's difficult. When the news came down, we, what was your reaction? Was you, were you resigned to this? I saw it coming. I just, I, I just in, my, in my heart of hearts, I just felt like it was, it was inevitable, so to speak. So... Uh, but but still, I mean, in, in, until you get the news, you're you're still preparing, you're still planning. Um, 
to to do what you have to do. Again, I have a job that that uh, I've been hired to do, and um, now I'll pivot, and then we'll we'll make uh, we have to make some different decisions now as we move forward. Coach, similar question with Kelly is you know football more than any sport is such a creature of habit, structure, you know, to the bump degree regarding practice sections mm-hmm. and what you do on Monday is different what you do from Thursday and play on Saturday. Um, what's that adjustment going to be for your staff, you know, to, to your players this fall? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's too early to tell right now, uh, but whatever we do and whatever we're able to do based on the guidelines of, of New York State and the college, It'll be structured uh, to the best of our ability just to get them back into a routine. That's, that's how they operate the best. Um, they have that time management and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, we're, we're going to need to make sure everybody is, is uh, tested on campus prior to, to even starting anything. So that will all start, I'm sure, September 5th when the, when the first years come for orientation. Um, and then classes start on September 9th. The league has left it up to each individual institution. Does that make it harder knowing that – there's a chance, even if it's slim, that there might be. It doesn't make it hard at all because I, I feel it's the right thing to do, and w- w- I have the utmost confidence in the administration, from the from the president Harris to the board of trustees and, and Jim McLaughlin and his staff. They did what's right, and they did the responsible thing. So whether whether I, it's kind of like a football play, right? You watch it on film, uh, and you, you, I coached the quarterbacks, and he, he threw it to the open receiver, but another guy was open. Oh, if you threw it to him, it would have been a touchdown. You can't look at it like that. No, we made a decision. In our mind, it was the right decision. Move forward. You think the rest of the Liberty League is going to make this? It's too hard to tell, you know. But, I mean, if you, if you look at how things are going today, the Patriot League came out today and said that they're not, they're not going to compete in fall sports as well. Um, look, you, you, have to, you have to worry about your own individual self. It's, it's hard to sit there and look at everybody else and try to make decisions for them. So, uh, I'm at Union. We made the right decision. Do you spend extra time shining the Dustin Shoes trophy? Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll stay where it's at. <laughs> so, when the prospects come, when they come, uh, they'll see it. Uh, but, you know, it's certainly that's, that's one thing. Ralph reached out to me earlier today just to say, hey, sorry to hear, and I really appreciate him reaching out. Um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a major tr- tradition, obviously, in this area, but also in the state of New York, being the oldest collegiate football rivalry uh, in the state. You know, I, I think there was a couple years there during World War II where it wasn't played, I believe. Um, you know, that's just another one of those parts of history that, that goes on to, uh, I guess, the Wikipedia page of the Dutchman Shoes Trophy. What are you going to miss the most about not playing games this fall? The competition, being around the, the players. I mean, that's that's what you coach for. You you coach and you see growth and development in, in your players. Uh, you know, every single year. And you know, we're still going to work with them and develop them. But um, you know, we're all competitors. I think you become a coach because you you still have that competitive fire in you. And and certainly, we're we're uh, we're a team of individually motivated individuals that uh, that want to compete and want to play. Back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. I'm Dr. Howard Zucker, New York State's Health Commissioner. I'm calling on all New Yorkers to do their part to slow the spread of coronavirus. Everyone, even young people and those who feel well, stay home. If you must go outside, stay six feet from others. This will ensure everyone who needs hospital care can get it. This virus spreads even without symptoms. Stay home and stay safe. Be a part now so we can all be together later.
Stay informed at health.ny.gov slash coronavirus. Hi, this is Union Men's Hockey Coach Rick Bennett. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. Keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. Now that the state is starting to reopen, that doesn't mean you should relax. Keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be considerate. Be safe. I'll be back Thursday for our regular edition of the podcast as we get set for another Saratoga horse racing season. Gazette sports writer Mike McGadden will join me to talk about what will be the most unusual meet we have ever seen. Mike will appear weekly on the podcast during the Saratoga horse racing season. And we'll talk with the Gazette's new Saratoga handicapper, Matt Donato. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and SoundCloud. Subscribe today. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shots, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram on Slapshots. The views expressed on the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Party Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Pawning Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports, and stay safe.